Good evening, every listener that I still have, and welcome back to the babbling of a fairly uncontrolled mind for Wednesday night. It's me in the very dimly lit palatial Radio Orange Studios. Um, in case you don't follow me normally on Facebook, a quick explanation of why I have a detached retina in my right eye. Um, for all those that are wondering how this all happened, I'll go through the explanation as I sit here trying to adjust to, <sighs> just to things here. I might just turn the lights down just a little bit more. By the way, um, thank you to the, the people from, uh, Maras, if you're familiar with their company, uh, makers of fine uh, Wi-Fi controlled devices, including the main light I have here in the Radio Ranch main studio, which allows me to dim it and change the coloring and just just making things much more comfortable in, in the studio than, than I, I need to. I'm changing the color right now, too, to kind of give it more of a softer color. Sorry about that, you know technical difficulties and all. This is the stuff that you would normally edit out in like post-production, but you know I'm not about that at all. So dim the light, change the color. It's a nice kind of, you know, yellowish, tannish color, which is really a lot more comfortable on my eye right now. So explanation of what happened to me. Um, about Thursday last week, I noticed... A slight change in vision in my right eye. It was a little little blurry. You know, I'm thinking to myself, well, it's been a long time since I've gone to the optometrist. I probably really could use a new pair of glasses. And I kept cleaning the lens, and it would get better, and then it'd get worse. I'm like, oh, this lens, you know, it just keeps getting dirty. So I didn't really give it much, um, much credence. You know, it's like, okay, it'll be fine. Friday, same thing. Saturday, same thing. I noticed some little bit of floaties flying around, but I'm like, okay, well, I I thought I had a bit of a sinus infection going on, so I'm like, okay, that could do it as well. I th I thought. Monday went to work, and that's when things started going to crap. All of a sudden, I noticed I was losing a little bit of sight in my right eye. It was it was acting like you know like. It was acting funny. It wasn't looking normal. I've had vision problems with the right eye before. Lucky me, I've scratched the cornea in that eye twice. I've gotten debris in it once. And so I'm like, okay, well, the right eye always acts up somehow. Didn't, didn't do much about it. Thought, well, I really should start thinking about maybe getting into an ophthalmologist. Tuesday came and... It was like, it was like a half moon effect over the inside of my right eye. It's like the inside of my right eye to about the center line of my right eye was dark and I couldn't see out of it. Now, like I said, had troubles before. So during my lunch hour, yes, I'm still going to work. I went to drugstore whose name I won't mention because they don't sponsor me. And, uh, and got some 
eye ointment, figuring, okay, well, the eye's dry and such, the eye ointment will help. And it did. By the end of Tuesday, I was seeing through the spot in my eye. It was kind of a lightish, pale pink color, and it almost looked like I could see like the 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 veins going through from my eye and my eye was red and irritated and it was getting a little squiggly too it was like okay but I'm seeing through it I'm like okay it's improving well I got home Tuesday night and it you know kept putting the eye ointment in woke up uh this morning at 4 a.m and it was dark again it was just like okay not seeing through it anymore Put some more eye ointment in it. I'm like, okay, I go, I wake up to start getting my day going around 5.30. So I got a little time more to sleep. Went back to sleep. The alarm went off. The vision wasn't there. It was barely visible. I could barely see through the, uh, the, the spot. And I had already kind of told my employers that on Tuesday that I was having trouble with it because I really wanted to talk to them about the fact that I'm only been on the job two and a half weeks and now I might have to like at least go through an ophthalmologist and see what's going on. And frankly speaking, my employer is great. They are wonderful people. They totally got it. Um, the administrator that hired me, she was like, no, no, you take care of yourself. Health is important. You do what you got to do. You've got sick time already. It's already, you know, given to you when you started. So you've got time to take. I'm like, oh, that is fantastic. Good to know. And she's like, you take care of yourself. If you need anything, don't worry about it. Just, you know, go and take care of yourself. I'm like, so glad to hear that. So that happened on Tuesday afternoon. Uh, so when, back to Wednesday morning, this morning. Got up, started moving around, had to drive the, the boy toy to work. And I'm just like, this isn't right. I I can't wait any longer. I was going to wait like two weeks to see an ophthalmologist. I'm like, I'm just going to go to the ER, you know, after, you know, after a little while here and have them take a look at it. Well, went to the ER, explained to them I had vision problems and I had a headache and I had a tickle of a sore throat in my right side. But I'm like, I don't know if that has anything to do with anything, but I'm just mentioning it. So they take me in back. The nurse examines me. She writes up everything. Five minutes later, the ER doctor comes running in. I mean, like, you know, you know how ER doctors are? They just kind of wander in. Hey, how you doing? This guy would seem like he had some urgency going. He looked me over. He looked at my eyes and everything. And he's like, okay, I'm going to order some tests and we're going to do some blood work. And we're going to start an IV and, you know, I'll be back. And he darts off. Meanwhile, the nurse does blood draw, sets me up for the IV. And I'm like, oh, okay. You know, and she circles like CAT scan or CT scan and x-ray and labs all on the board behind me. I'm like, wow, they were really just kind of loading me up here. Two, three minutes later, the ER doctor comes rushing back in. He goes, okay, everything I already told you, forget about it. We're doing something different. I'm like, oh, okay. And he goes, I'm sending you over to the ophthalmologist. He can't come over here. He's busy in, in 
the office. So we're going to send you to him. I'm like, okay. And the office that I have to go to is like out of the hospital and across the street. The ER doctor tells the nurse, I want you to walk him over there. So now I'm like, oh, how serious is this? So the ER doc puts a couple drops in my eye, dilates my pupils a little bit, checks my eye pressure, which he said came up normal. He's like, I'm still sending you over there. Don't worry about anything else. Except my blood pressure was really high. He wanted me to follow up with my own doctor on that. Side note. The ER nurse walks me out of the hospital, you know, across the grounds, across the street, and over to the ophthalmology lab. They sit down with me. Um, they check my eye pressure again just to make sure it hasn't changed and dilate my pupils a second time. And they're like, okay, we're going to take you into this other room now and we're going to look at you even further. And I can't see anything, basically anything out of the right eye. It's like half, half of it's occluded, can't see anything. You know, they give me the eye exam. It's like, can you read anything on that board? And I'm like, yeah, kind of. You know, I, the big letters I was fine with, when as I got smaller, I couldn't read the damn thing. They're like, okay, let's check the left eye. And the left eye was fine. Perfect. Great vision. They're like, okay. <sighs> so then the eye doctor examines me and says, okay, we're going to dilate your pupils. Now it's the third time. I'm like, okay, but this time they put in like the real drops, you know, the ones that force your eyes to go warrant. And they sit me in a dark room for 15 minutes while my pupils dilate. And then they pull me back out and they do a full exam. And he calls his assistant back in and is like, okay, I'm going to show you how I do the full exam with this guy because we he's got real problems here. So now, now I'm a teaching tool. And he's like, I hope you don't mind that. And I'm like, no, fine, no problem. Um, that's yeah, my son downstairs yelling at the dogs who were probably playing too hard and making a lot of noise. If you could hear that, otherwise ignore what I just said, except for the part about the eye doctor. Um, so he gets the light in there and he's got the, you know, the, the device and he's looking around and he's checking my eyes and then he comes out and it's like, okay, uh, you have a detached cornea. And that would explain why you can't see out out of your right eye well, because the cornea has like rolled back inside your eye and you're going to need surgery to correct it. And he tells me how the surgery works. And it's kind of like this. They go inside my eye. They fold the, the retina back down. Oh, detached retina. I keep saying cornea. It's detached retina. I hope I didn't lead anybody wrong. I'm sorry if I did. It's detached retina. They go in the eye. They fold the retina back down. They put a stitch in the, in the eye that will dissolve away to hold it in place. And then they insert a gas bubble into your eye that eventually goes away. But it, the gas bubble will hold the retina in place until it heals. Now, just out of circumstance, one of the people I work with who's going to be like my partner eventually. Um, he had the same thing happen to him um, a couple years ago. And he told me he was off for like three weeks, you know, until he could like see out of it again and they would allow him to drive again and he could, you know, come to work. So now I'm like, Oh my God, I'm going to be off three weeks. 
on a job I've only been at two and a half, I'm in trouble. I'm like, oh my God. So the ophthalmology department goes, okay, we don't do that kind of surgery here. We're going to have to send you somewhere else where there's either a a specialty uh, eye surgeon in Sycamore, Illinois, or there is UW-Madison, their, their eye people up there. They will, you know, one of them will do, do it. They are the specialists. I'm like, okay. They're like, we'll call you and give you the information once we get that settled. Have a nice day. So now I have to walk back across the parking lot and across the lot, lot to the back to the main hospital to get back to my car. And also, on top of this all, my middle daughter was having uh, a EEG sleep test where they kind of stick all the leads on your head and they monitor your brainwaves because she's still dealing with the fainting issue and the the see the twitching things she had a full full-on seizure while doing this eeg today so they got a good look at what was going on inside her head hopefully they'll sort her out but i have to walk back to this hospital now with my pupils dilated i step outside and it's like oh my god it's bright out here and of course today here it was a Beautiful, bright, sunny September day. Just gorgeous. And I can't see. <laughs> I mean, I can see, but my pupils are dilated. Everything is like brighter. The whole world is like laser bright. I'm walking across the parking lot and down the sidewalks and across the street and everything trying to get back to the main hospital. It was fun. Um, so I get back to the main hospital. I wait for middle middle child to get done with their test and then had to drive home bad idea but i did it you know took every side street i could think of to stay away from any main street or any traffic got home and now i have to call my work and tell them first a i'm not going to be back in the rest of the day because my pupils are so badly dilated i can't really see well and b that i have to have surgery Right. You're thinking like I'm thinking. Oh boy, here it comes. Well, so I called and I talked to my administrator and she's like, oh, okay. I'm like, yeah, I'm really sorry, but it's going to have to be done. She goes, no, 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 don't be sorry. We'll, 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 we'll deal with this. That's okay. You know, you're okay. No worries. I'm like, yeah, but I mean, I've only been on the job two and a half weeks. She goes, so what? You know, you need the surgery. It's got to be done. And then she relays a story about one of my coworkers, and the coworker was in the office with her, so she asked her permission. And the coworker's like, oh, yeah, tell him. This coworker had been in the office. She'd worked somewhere else in the company and then came over to this office, and she'd only been there a couple of weeks when she fell down and broke both of her ankles. And she was off six months. And her job was waiting for her when she came back. The moral of the story is, my job is waiting for me. They're like, don't worry about it. You're, you're still going to have a job. You know, if you have to take time off for the surgery, you'll still have a job when you come back. 
It's amazing how you go from one cruddy situation with a job to falling into such a great group of people and a great job. I am so grateful for them. And I'm grateful for everybody that has been chiming in today on my Facebook page because I was sharing this information on my Facebook page. Thank you to everybody that's offered support and said, hey, if you need something, call me. It's wonderful. Thanks again. Really, it's wonderful. And I can't say enough nice things about all of you. If I can, I'd probably take up another 20 to 30 minutes just talking about how nice you all are. Um, so all of those people that reacted to my posting, thank you, thank you, thank you. <sighs> and then I kind of had a falling out with the woman from Ohio. I told her directly what was going on because she rarely reads my social media page. Her and I basically converse through messenger. So she's like, okay, how did you hurt yourself? And I'm like, I don't know. She goes, okay, what's going on? So I tell her everything. I tell her the whole story in abbreviated form of what happened. And her answer was just really like off. It was like, oh, well, you, you know, you take care of yourself, dear. It's like, no, somebody that can invest their love of you in the past now is just like, well, you take care of yourself, dear. It left, well, it left a bitter, bittersweet feeling in my, in my body, in my stomach, in my head. So I think, I think things are kind of done there, which is fine. I've got to do what's right for me. You know, as I've always told everybody out there, you've got to do what's right for you. And this is the right thing for me. I'm basically going to, I, I kind of told her goodbye in a very sweet yet charged way. I don't know how to put it. After, you know, after she's like, oh, well, please take care of yourself. And I'm like, I wrote to her, I'll try. And then he thought about it for a minute and I said, talk to you when I talk to you then. And then TTY whenever. And then I shared something about, um, I'm trying to call it up here. between trauma bonding and authentic bonding. And I think what it comes down to is with everything that they went through and everything I went through, we kind of trauma bonded. And I think we've kind of reached the end of that. And after I posted that, she shared something about oh, all, con all weather condition whistle, which I guess she thought was kind of cool. And she thought it would be something I, w I would appreciate seeing. And that's been our conversations the last several weeks. It's been just sharing articles and things that we think both thought would be cool. Well, it's not cool anymore to me. So after she shared this whistle thing with me, this article about it or website to it, I wrote to her, I would be happier alone than be misunderstanding about love.
And that's the last message I sent to her. And she didn't reply to it. She's currently on Messenger. So I know she saw it. It showed the little icon that she read it. And she never responded to it. So I think I've got my answer right there. I think maybe she finally put two and two and two together and came up with six and went, oh, okay. And if she comes back and says, hey, listen, you know, whatever, whatever she says is whatever she says. I have got to do what's right for me. And right now what's right for me is to take care of myself and be present for myself. And if you can't be supportive of that right now, then don't be. And I'll just go my own direction and take care of what I've got to take care of. That's what we all should do. We all should be in a position of taking care of ourselves. And hopefully all of you are in the position where you have somebody that understands you and understands your feelings and wants to be part of that feeling, wants to be part of that with you. I don't think she is. So we will, uh, we will see. I don't really find any comfort in doing what I did, but I also wasn't finding any comfort in constantly putting myself out there only to kind of get rejected again and again. So once again, take care of myself. So sorry about that for all of you that tuned in to hear about my medical maladies, but that's a psychological malady. I have to take care of that too. Take care of each other out there. And I will be back on Sunday night and hopefully have better information. Everyone take care.